The following contains descriptions of physical violence, sexual violence, and graphic descriptions of autopsies. Hey listeners, welcome to the first episode of TGIC in 2022. This is also our 45th episode. Very awesome. Very close to 50. Yes. Um, and as always, I'm Jillian. And I'm Izzy. Dude, we just said it like those people on the announcements at school. <laughs> or like, remember when like the school news was a thing? Oh my god, yeah. I didn't realize I did that. Okay. I'm so sorry if that's sorry. annoying. <laughs> Whoops. Um, we just need to differentiate our voices a little, little bit. A little bit. Okay. So, first of all, Happy New Year. And second of all, we are so excited to be kicking off the year with this episode. So today we'll be discussing a case that is actually not like an official considered It's a murder. mysterious death. It's a mysterious death, which we've never done before. Mm-mm. I mean, we've done missing people, so I guess that's kind of like choose your own adventure kind of thing when you're making an episode. Hey, I... That sounds really bad <laughs> when I say it like that. Oh my god. We both just looked at each other. And I, was like, I didn't realize what I was saying out loud. Choose your own adventure. No, but like when you in case you come up with your own theories, murders are pretty established. I mean, unless you're talking about, what was it called? The geriatric murders? That was an early episode. There are many theories for that one. <laughs> I guess, yeah. But anyway, so we're going to be discussing a mysterious death, which is like kind of weird. It's like right in the middle there with, there's an official conclusion on what happened, but the majority of people just don't agree with it. Mm-hmm. And so this is the mysterious death of Tamla Horsford. Uh, is it Tamla or Tamla, actually? Before I even continue to speak. Um, I, let's do some research. And we're back. Yes, and we're back. Um, top 100 things that we need to check before we start recording. Yeah, that's one of them. Definitely. Um, her name is Tamla Horsford. That mm -hmm. would be my bad for not being able to pronounce a very simple name that a lot of people, I think, have. That's not even complicated. I'm you know, just a moron. You never know. <laughs> like, people are specific about the pronunciation. All right. Anyway, so Tamla Horsford was born in 1978 in St. Vincent in the Grenadines, and she moved to the Bronx in New York in 1989 when she was 11 years old. Ooh. Years later, she met her husband, Leander, in Florida, where they lived for a few years, and Tamla was a caring wife, a caring mother to her five sons and stepdaughter, really happy person. Um, her stepdaughter was older, and so she didn't live with them, but Tamla was mother in the house to her five sons, and I think mm-hmm. the youngest was, like, four at the time of her death. So yeah, he was. She had some pretty young kids. Um, just a ma- like, having six children, that's, like, you gotta be super mom right there. <laughs> yeah. And we know she was. So, the family moved to Cumming, Georgia in 2013 for Leander's work, which has got to be an interesting move. Um, We'll talk a little bit more about Cumming, Georgia in a minute, but it's not exactly (laughs) the most pleasant-looking place to live. It's not the most pleasant... It's literally called Cumming. People... Okay, I'm sorry. Like, (laughs) I just... It It speaks for itself. Yeah, it does. Um... She was described as the life of the party and someone who really liked to laugh, dance, and have fun. And that was all quoted from, like, this Rolling Stones article about her where she was just described as this super, like, joyful, like, creative, happy, Mm -hmm. humorous person. And so I think that's, like, kind of... It speaks volumes about her. It speaks volumes about her. The thing 
The thing is about this case is that there are like so many sites specifically created by her family and her friends um, about this case just to show because there was a lot of like character assassination that happened in this case. Yeah, of course there was character assassination. And I think it's just important for everyone to know that like Tamala was truly like an amazing woman. She like she loved to dance and sing and she was just constantly like happy. She was like a bright light to everyone around her. And I think we should just like remember her in that way. Yeah, cuz the media sucks and like Cuz the media to tell like fucking stories. sucks. Yeah. Um and in this case, I also think it's really really incredibly relevant to give background on the place in which Tamla died because it directly correlates to how her case was eventually handled. Um, Cumming, Georgia is a suburban area located in Forsyth County, which is about 40 minutes northeast, 40 miles northeast of Atlanta. It's a lot longer than 40 minutes. Yeah. Um, the only time I've ever been near Cumming, Georgia is, like, trying to get up to Lake Lanier, which I probably didn't need to go to anyway. Yeah, exactly. Lake Lanier, also sus. You know, Georgia as a whole is just, like, the butthole of America. It's a real shithole, except for Atlanta. Like, love Atlanta. Hate Georgia. We love Atlanta. But Georgia, Lake Lanier, all those freaking cities Lake underneath Lanier there. Lake Lanier is like a sewage. But like, people Lake swim in it. Yeah. And it's not <laughs> even meant to be swam in. Like, it's literally a man-made lake. Like, it, it, There's it, like a water park there? No. Most redneck thing I've ever seen. Like, no. Georgia, I think just the fact that like, half of our counties are widely known, like Marietta, Coming Forsyth County, I think it speaks volumes about what we are like as a. Well, they're all state. known for being racist motherfuckers. Yeah, they're all known for being like it's not racist like, rednecks. Uh, and you know, Jillian and I, we can talk about this because we're both from Georgia. I'm so embarrassed to be from here. I am so sorry. This place <laughs> is interesting. Anyway, Georgia, not the most pleasant. No, anyway, Cummings a representative <laughs> of the less pleasant places in Georgia. Um, it has a primarily white population. Um, currently, it's really known for its quote-unquote <laughs> quaint downtown and country fair. Oh, no. No, I've literally driven through here before. It is, like, the most country bumpkin-looking town ever. It's horrible. Their courthouse looks like the courthouse in, like, if you were playing, like, with, like, dolls and they had, like, a little doll yeah. courthouse. Like, this town looks fake. It looks like a movie set for, like... A stereotypical small town in Georgia. Yeah, it's like Gilmore Girls if Gilmore Girls was racist and boring. And bumpkin-y. 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 That's a word now. Um, so currently it's just known for that, and they got like a country fair, that kind of shenanigans. Boiled peanuts, <laughs> peaches. Um, the whole nine yards. However, it has a terribly racist history and reported animosity towards black people for generations. In 1912, there were two incidents of black men being blamed, not convicted, not investigated, just straight up blamed, which probably means that it wasn't even true in the first place. Exactly. Just being blamed. They were being blamed for white crimes against white women, which resulted in mobs of white people driving out the entire black population, which was over 1,000 people at that time. They quite literally drove them out of the city, and for many decades, the population was only made up of white people, and this is just, like, shocking to me. I literally saw a statistic that as recent as 1990, there were only 14 black people living and coming. The rest of the people were white. 
Oh my god. There is no racial diversity. And Cumming isn't a small place. Yeah, I, it's... May I mention? Like, it's one of the bigger country bumpkin cities. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. And so, to add on to that, there is a lot of collusion within the police department here, because many of the people were just close with one another, including people in law enforcement, like, you know, trying to get people elected into positions there, Ugh. and just investigations, covering shit up, like, that kind of thing. And so there's just a lot of sketchy happenings around that, and there are also all these reported incidents of racism and racism, racist acts by law enforcement in Forsyth County, which is where Cumming is located. Mm-hmm. And, like, this even includes, like, the sheriff that people elected. Oh, my God. People and elect sheriffs, right? Yeah, they do. Okay, I thought so. And just, like, I mean, I'm just... I never knew that thing about how, like, everyone pushed all of the black community out of the town. Well, shocker, it wasn't taught to us in our racist-ass education system. I'm just glad the people now know, like, what that county is known for. Like, I didn't know what that county was known I for didn't until either. I was doing research for this case, and I live in the state of Georgia. Let's like, just say, like... I should have learned about that. Yeah. Let's just say they had a long time coming. <laughs> I don't even think I said that phrase right. No. No, you didn't. But yeah, so now people know about Cumming, Georgia, and Forsyth County, and how fucking horrible a place it is. Yeah, and so I feel like it's really just important to keep in mind throughout this case that we're talking about a really large white population, white Mm -hmm. law enforcement with a lot of collusion, in a case where it is considered a mysterious death of a black woman. We do not claim Cumming, or Forsyth County, as Atlanteans. (laughs) Sorry about that. Anyways, I'm going to get onto the timeline. This timeline is very extensive, so I hope that I can just keep you guys engaged. Okay, so on November 3rd of 2018... Also, I did not realize how, like, recent this case was. Oh, yeah, super recent. I didn't realize that until I started doing research on it. But um, on the night of November 3rd, Tamla was invited to the 46th birthday party of Jean Myers. That says Jean. Jean, apparently. That's how she... Are you serious? That's how she pronounces it jean that's an asshole thing to do that's not yeah. how you spell jean also let's just um kind of i mean john benet ramsey also from georgia also from georgia so yeah jean myers whom she knew due to their they had like a shared affiliation with their sons who were on the football team at like the local high school so the party had been set up by jean's friend stacy and it was supposed to be like a pj party slash adult sleepover i'm sorry what? where yeah where they watched the lsu versus alabama football game together adult sleepovers aren't a thing yeah this is my personal hell um i mean first off i'm not a big football person whatsoever uh, yeah um, no. I'm not a big PJ party or sleepover person either. I'm not a big LSU or Alabama person. Yeah, so this just... An adult sleepover? How are you not stuck on this? She's turning 46. <laughs> not 20-something. 46. And it's just, it's just going to keep getting weirder from here about, like, everything else that was going on. So, yeah, this is literally my personal hell. Anyways, at about 4 p.m., the first guests arrive in order to help set up and decorate for the party to come. And everyone else was set to arrive at about 7 p.m., and then the party would truly, quote-unquote, start at about 8 p.m. Yeah, because I'm sure they're going to have a blast. Yeah, right? So, Tamla actually arrived a bit late to the party at around 8.30 due to the fact that she was, like, settling her in her five boys for bed, and she, like, she just... She 
wanted to like make sure that they were all settled before leaving like all of them with her husband I guess and I mean like like a total amazing mom thing to do and she even made them a casserole for the next morning so they would all eat a good breakfast that's nice like oh my god um so it's just also important to note that the party was supposed to be only woman woman women however Jean's 27 year old boyfriend Jose Barrera and another attendee's husband, Tom Smith, which sounds like a fake name. It does sound like a fake name. She had a 27-year-old boyfriend? Look at her partying out with the youngins. I know, Jean. Like, breaking it down. <laughs> Jesus. And another attendee's husband, Tom Smith, were also in attendance. So, while the women were upstairs at the party in their pajamas watching the football game, the men were downstairs in the finished basement watching football. Weren't they watching football upstairs? Yeah, but they were also in the basement watching football, just separate from everyone. Okay. Apparently, I don't know why they were both here. Like, don't you, like, get a life. Seriously. <laughs> Anyways, all the women at the party said that they had, like, brought alcohol for Jean. And when Tamla arrived, she had actually bought, like, a super expensive bottle of tequila from Mexico. Ooh, fancy. So, I mean, like, it was, like, super fancy. Like, she paid, like, a lot of money for it. And when she actually opened the bottle, she offered a drink to some of the other women there, and many of them claimed that they, like, denied the drink because the smell, quote-unquote, made them gag. Okay, what the... (laughs) What? Yeah, I don't know why this was, like, relevant, but I think it just, like, speaks volume about the women that were there. Like, that's, like... Why was this relevant in their statements? I don't know, and it was also relevant in a few of the articles I read. So, like... Literally every single woman at this party, other than Tamla, are giving me, like, super strong Karen vibes. Like, we all know they peaked in high school and were the party girls in college, if they even went. Yeah, she's there. Um, like... It's so rude, though, to, like, gag at the... Like, like, that's just, like... That's like when people make food and then, like, you open it... And you gag. Yeah, like, that's mean. Like, it was expensive tequila. Like, it wasn't, like, some, like, cheapo, like... The least you could do was just be like, no, thank you. Like, I'm good. Thank you so much, though. Tequila's not really my thing. Yeah. Like, I don't know why they thought this was so crucial to mention. Like, I just thought it was, like, very... It spoke volumes about the character of a lot of the women at this party. So, during the duration of the party, Tamla would regularly go out onto the balcony to smoke a cigarette. Due to the fact that she was, like, the only habitual smoker, she was often alone as well. And at one point, she also stepped out onto the balcony to smoke weed. However, she was asked to stop by Jean. And, I mean, I assume that she, like, offered it to some other women if they wanted to smoke, and they all claimed that they said no. And Myers, Myers slash Jean specifically claimed that she had only done it once and that it wasn't her vibe. And I mean, okay, let's just say in Myers' own statement, she claimed that in this conversation, she called Tamla the female Bob Marley. Okay, I'm sorry. Why are you... Okay, first of all, these women just seem to be doing a lot of offhanded things to their friend. But why even mention it in their statement? Why... Yeah, I just don't... Like, was this, like, a filler piece? Like, I just... It's so stupid to me. Like, you sound like a terrible friend, so thanks for letting the cops know. No, literally. And you don't even want to... The worst part about this is, she was literally like, and be careful because Jose is, like, a pretrial officer, and he does not approve of the consumption of marijuana. I thought Jose was still in, like, high school. Yeah, literally. (laughs) Sorry, this man is 27. Um, I just, like, 
this one, like, why are they all taking the time to mention this? And just, like, it makes them look worse. I mean, it makes Do them they look realize like it? mean people, but it's, like, almost like they're trying to make their friend look bad, bad like, post-death. Like, you were the it's ones mean. who invited her. I don't understand. I just, Ugh. I really don't get any of it. And also, like, I just kind of wanted to point out that in a lot of the articles, it mentioned that, like, people, like, when we just smoked at a party, it's, like, usually a lot of people are in on it, I guess. Like, you see that in movies and stuff, too. And, like, usually only pull it out if others are participating. So I just, like, I don't understand why they're also defensive, because you know some of them took a hit off of that, right? <laughs> I mean, probably. I don't know. It just, it seems like... It's all weird. It seems weird that she was, like... I don't know. It seems... The whole thing is just giving me weird vibes. Yeah. And all of them just, like, thought it was so... Yeah. I just... It seems weird that she, like, was drinking alcohol and then also was smoking a cigarette and then also smoking pot. Yeah. Like, there's a lot going on there for her to be the only one doing it. Exactly. And like, they always made it just her. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, that's weird to me. Mm-hmm. And after this incident, the the two men actually came upstairs and joined the upstairs, <laughs> upstairs and joined the party in order to play a game of Cards Against Humanity. So videos and pictures were actually taken during that game, and Tamla like appeared to be happy, smiling, and laughing throughout the entirety of the game. And throughout the party, any messages like anyone received from her were just like positive. Like none of them were like, "I need to come home." I want to come home right now. Like, I don't like this. This isn't fun. It was just, like, everything or was Or even, positive. like, sarcastic comments. Like, if you weren't enjoying it, like, I feel like... I am... This is, this could just be a me thing. I text mm-hmm. sarcastic shit when I'm at a place where I don't want to be. Same here. Like, when I'm working, I'm like, oh my god, so much fun. Yeah, exactly. Love scooping ice cream for minimum wage. Literally. <laughs> Literally. Um, so, yeah. Just... I guess that just says, like, she was having fun. And by this point, Tamla and everyone else at the party had been drinking, and they were all pretty intoxicated. And, I mean, it was later found that Tamla had a pretty high, like, blood alcohol content, but, like, all of the witness accounts and all the videos taken at the party proved that she was, like, still functioning. She didn't appear to be particularly drunk, maybe just, like, tipsy, as of, like, everyone else at that party was as well. Mm-hmm. And another thing that I thought would be really important to mention is that, like, everyone in attendance of the party claimed that everyone was in good spirits throughout the night. But Jose felt that it was important to mention that nobody in attendance was, quote, sad or, quote, angry drunk. Like a sad or an angry drunk. Interesting. Weird comment. Yeah, so does that mean everyone was happy drunk? Yeah, I don't know. And then, most notably, Jean was asked if everyone was happy and she said this, quote, No, LSU lost. Why is that weird? Maybe she's a LSU fan. No, but I mean, like, think about it like this. You're being interviewed because a woman just died at your house. Oh, I thought you said Tamla said it at the party. Sorry. No, Jean said said it during her interview. Oh, that's, yeah, that's weird. With police. Was she still a little tipsy when she was doing this interview? (laughs) I don't know if she was tipsy. I don't know what was going on with this woman. No, that is a weird thing to say. Sorry, I totally misinterpreted that. No, yeah. She said, no, LSU lost. Nah, yeah. That's really that's really strange. Yeah. So I just thought that was like that's just weird. Inappropriate. It was like an inappropriate co- again. Yeah. I feel like these people just like don't know when to close their mouths a little bit. Yeah. 
your friend just died. Now what's, like, a nice thing to say? And something that shouldn't be said. Like, yeah, doesn't exactly. need to be said. So, at about 11.30 p.m. that night, the guests who didn't want to spend the night at the house began to leave. And out of the 12, gla- 12 guests who were there at the beginning, eight stayed, including Tamla. So, on November 4th, 2018, this is the next day, I guess the early hours of the next day, um, according to witness reports and interviews, it was determined that even though a majority of the party went to bed at around 1 in the morning, Tamla stayed awake. And at about 1.30 in the morning, um, Jose and Jean went to bed in their bedroom, and everyone else had been, like, settled. They were all in the den. Yeah. And actually, the last person who saw Tamla was a woman named Bridget Fuller, who was actually picked up by her husband at around 1.47 a.m. It's a committed husband. Yeah, right? And Fuller says in her witness report that as she was leaving, she saw Tamla was eating, like, a bowl of gumbo before... Um, Where did she get a bowl of gumbo? I think they were eating gumbo for, like, dinner. (laughs) And uh, she said that Tamla said that she was going to have, like, one last cigarette and then head to bed. So that was logged on the security system that last, like, exit out of the front door at 147. And then at 157, the last log that was ever on, like, the security thing was when Tamla went outside to smoke her last cigarette out the back door going onto the balcony. So that was at 1.57. So the next morning at 8.45, Madeline Lombardi. I just, like, this woman came out of the woodwork, first of all. (laughs) Was she, like, hiding in a closet when this party was going? (laughs) Like, I literally, like, I don't know how she comes. Like, it's just, I don't know where this woman came from. Anyways. She's Jean's aunt, and she was living in the house at the time. So she went downstairs to get her morning cup of coffee in the kitchen. It was like a ritual for her that she did every morning. And in the interview with police, Lombardi actually claimed that she saw something in the yard. And out the window, she saw a figure on the ground in like a white dog print onesie, which was actually the exact onesie that Tamla was wearing the night before. And... She saw Tamla lying motionless on the ground, and she did not go outside and yell, see if she was okay. She did not yell for help. She didn't run upstairs to go get her niece from her bedroom. She sat on the ground and said a prayer. You know what? I think we could just chalk this one up to old people being fucking weird. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I, I don't like... That's not incriminating in any way, but like... What? Old people? Really? Come on. Like, seriously. Mrs. Lombardi. Not the time. Not the time. Do Not it the later. time. Do it later, once you've told someone what you've seen. <laughs> Jesus. Weirdo. So then, she calmly went upstairs to tell her niece what she had seen, and when her niece opened the door, she actually asked to talk to Jose first. Probably because he was law enforcement. Yeah. But, like, still kind of weird. Okay. And she then said something... To like that, something to be appear. She said something appeared to be wrong with Tamla, but then she addressed her when she was addressing her. She referenced her as Jean's quote friend from the islands. What the fuck? That's like a really, that's a racist thing that old people used to say, like clump all the Caribbean islands together and refer to like. But also, she moved here when she was, like... 11. Yeah. I just, like, I don't... 
She wasn't... Yeah. Anyways. Um, then Jose, Madeline, and John went to go see what was going on. And when they went into the backyard, they made a call to police, and that was made just before 9 in the morning. And on the 911 call, both Barrera and Myers were speaking, Jean and Jose. And Jose first says, quote, she's not moving one bit. She's not breathing. She's completely face down in the yard. She is stiff. And um, apparently he knew this by, like, touching her back. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. What? Yeah. And then she was face down, by the way. And then Myers offered that... Can you take someone's pulse from their back? No. Let's check. No. <laughs> and then Myers offered that, quote, she was drinking and it looks like... I'm guessing maybe she fell off the balcony. Um, Okay. 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 And in both Jean and Jose's statements, they said that when they went outside, Tamla had her hands by her sides and that she was, quote, stiff, like I just said. And in the call, Jose also mentioned that she had, like, a small cut on her wrist, which, let me mention, her wrist was dislocated. Okay. So it was probably, like, an open fracture or something. Yeah. And the operator asked if Tamala was suicidal, and he said that he didn't know her well enough, but the, like, the cut on her wrist was suspicious. Okay. He was, like, thinking, like, he, for some reason, was insinuating that she had slit her wrists, potentially, and then jumped off the balcony. Interesting combo. Like, it just, this 911 call is really weird. Was there a knife? No. Yeah. So, it's just, like, this whole 911 call was weird. I really wish you could listen to the audio, because I want to know, like, what their tone was like. Were they, like, kind of, like, freaking out? Were they really calm? Like... Who knows? Their accents are probably so thick or something, you couldn't even understand what they're saying. Oh, God, yeah, they're probably... Well, back in my day... I don't even know. I can't even do a southern (laughs) accent. And you all are probably listening to this, and you're like, you guys have a southern accent. I don't think we have a southern accent. I think I kind of have a twang sometimes. You have a twang? I don't think I have a twang. It's very, it's only sometimes though. When I talk to my grandmother, I think I have a twang. I have a twang when I talk to my grandparents too. But it's just like, um, I lived in St. Louis for a while, and everyone used to comment on it, and really? I never noticed it. When I went to a sleepaway camp, I went to a sleepaway camp with a lot of people from like South Florida area, and they'd all be like, "Oh my god, your Southern accent's so cute!" And it would literally, I would just say "y'all" every once in a while. <laughs> oh my god. So, anyways, the operator also never asked if Tamla was breathing and never instructed them to perform CPR or any life-saving measures or even check if Tamla was still alive. Well, that's okay. The people calling in on the phone said she was dead, so what does it matter? Yeah, what does it matter? And it also seemed as if Jose and, like, Jean didn't really want to touch her or make an attempt to save her in any way. Like, when the police came, like, he was literally like, I just touched her back. Weird. Like, I just felt her back. Like. Overall, like, I feel like there was no urgency in this, like, or in the situation itself. You know what I mean? Like, the prayer thing and then coming downstairs. I I, I don't know. Yeah, just a little weird. And then it was also mentioned by Jose that the call, like, on the call that they had security cameras and that they would check them to see what happened. Mm Mm-hmm. So, yeah. All right, I'm going to get a little bit into the investigation. So, Tamla was pronounced dead on the scene by investigators, which is not really common or Mm -mm. how it works in general. 
um, a medical examiner or a coroner, first responder, they are the people that are supposed to make the call in that situation. Um, but in this case, an investigator pronounced her dead, which is, again, it's not harmless. Like, that's not their thing. It's not. So they it's, usually let somebody else do it. Yeah, exactly. So it's just a little bit strange that they didn't follow that initial procedure. Um, the police asked all of the partygoers to return to the house for further questioning, and then they took measurements from the balcony, and their final calculation concluded that the fall would have been about 17 feet and 11 inches. The police immediately noted that Tamla's right hand was at this, like, 40-degree angle, and I don't... I just did it with my hand. Yeah, you <laughs> like, did do it with your hand. Whoops. Okay. It was broken and dislocated, showing that she had attempted to, like, brace herself from the fall. Which kind of goes against the whole, like, potential suicide thing. Yeah. And then also, like, them saying that her arms were straight side to side. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like, if she was stiff. But, I mean, it could have just been they didn't get a good look at her, you know what I mean? True. But mostly it contradicts the suicide thing, because mm-hmm. if you caught yourself, you weren't, you know, like... It's yeah, like, it doesn't make sense. Um, the way that she had fallen was really unnatural for someone who had just fallen off of a balcony, and her injuries were also much more severe than those of someone who had fallen from, like, even, like, a 20-foot fall would not have induced those injuries. Exactly. Um, Tomla was then sent to autopsy. Um, the autopsy showed that she had severe injuries of the head, neck, and torso, a superficial abrasion on her forehead above her left eye, the bridge of her nose, her right temple, and chin. Jesus. So I guess if she had fallen, she had injured all of the head, neck, and torso, and then also, like, scraped her face. Mm-hmm. Uh, she had a fractured vertebrae. A laceration was present on her heart. I don't understand how Something that... Something would have had to, like, puncture her. Ugh. Um, the toxicology report showed that she had a blood alcohol level of 0.24, which is really mm, high. high. I think that's, like, almost, like, the Triple. legal limit to drive is, what, 0.1, I think. Yeah. Um, and then traces of THC and Xanax were also in her system. Um, but that's not, THC is not weird. They just no, smoke yeah. weed. Um, Xanax, I mean, people take that for anxiety and stuff. Yeah, it's like a prescription drug. Um, the amount of alcohol in her system is usually the amount where people are, like, passing out, vomiting, and having, like, severe impairment. Um, and paired with the Xanax, it could have just made this impairment much worse. But it's kind of weird because she was acting really coherent before her death. Like exactly, you, people have seen videos of her, and she's not. And she's acting like strange. fine, and all of her friends even said she was not acting strange. Like the ones who thought she fell off the balcony. Yeah. So like, you know, it just doesn't really add up. Yeah. Um, the through ten police interviews of the people in attendance of the party, it was determined that everyone was in pretty good spirits, other than you know the LSU lost. <laughs> Um, and Tamla was happy and truly just being, like, the life of the party, like, people had described her as before. Mm-hmm. Like, really, the only animosity reported from the party was the LSU-Alabama rivalry. Yeah, Jesus. Um, the case was open for four months until it was ruled by the FSCO. What is that? For- Forsyth County Sheriff's Department? Yeah. Sheriff's Office? Yeah. Something like that. Um, and medical examiner that her death was an accident. And paired with her blood alcohol level and in combination with marijuana use in the security system footage, I guess. They or just, it was like the door thing. Yeah. The fact that she'd, you know, gone outside. Yeah. Um, they'd ruled her death as an accident. Which is just, I feel like it's just not enough. It's not enough at all. It's like, it's kind of circumstantial to some extent. It's just like, they, I just feel like it wasn't looked at enough. Yeah. 
Like, basically they're saying because she went outside and was drunk that she died. Yeah. Which doesn't... It uh, just doesn't compute for me. So, this is the police's, like, full kind of idiotic theory. Um, this is how they concluded that this was an accident. So, when Tamla went on her on the balcony at 1.57 a.m. to smoke a cigarette, she was really drunk and just somehow fell over the balcony railing, which resulted in her death. Uh, this theory was originally pitched, actually, by Jean... Jean. Jean. I can't say that. Jean Myers, when she called the police, like, she was like, oh, maybe she fell over the balcony. And I think police really just took that one and went with it. Um, it's honestly just really unlikely, and even people there, like, agree. And despite her high blood alcohol, she was not even behaving like she was drunk. And, like, especially not even to the point where she could have just fallen over a balcony railing. Exactly. I don't know. Like, I feel like it's a little complicated to fall over a balcony railing. You'd have to be totally drunk. And she... It's four feet tall. Yeah. And while she was reportedly pretty drunk by, like, toxicology, she wasn't behaving, so... Yeah. Um, and the balcony was only one story up. It was, what, 17 feet or whatever? Yeah. It would not have resulted in the severe injury she had, let alone a death. Exactly. She also had multiple blunt force injuries. Like, someone had hit her multiple times on the head, neck, and torso. And, like, blunt force means, like... You're, like, like, with an object. Repeatedly hit with something, like a bat or rock, like that kind of thing. Not just, like, a bonk on the head when she fell off the railing, you know what I mean? Yeah, and exactly, like, 17 feet wouldn't cause like half the stuff that was wrong with her. She would have had to be hit in those places multiple times by something or someone. Oh. She had cuts on her face, wrist, hand, and lower legs. And while those could have happened because of a fall, they also could have been inflicted by something. Exactly. And, like, think about it like this. These injuries seem like something that could have happened if you fell down, like, a big flight of stairs, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? But, like, falling straight to the ground, I feel like wouldn't result in injuries like this. It just wasn't high enough for her to die or get that many of severe injuries. Yeah. She also had this laceration part of her heart. How would that have happened? Like, how was she punctured on her heart and told, like... Exactly. And, like, this just doesn't sound anything, like, accidental to me. Exactly. And the family's actually getting another autopsy, but it hasn't been released yet. But yeah, that's just... Oh, my God. So, we can't make another theory, like, in terms of, like, against a person, because, of course, we don't have, like, any information about and that. And we don't want to get defamation lawsuits. Yeah, so we're going to just talk about some more evidence against this theory. Please don't sue us. Please do not sue us. Not we are 16. Literally really not doing anything wrong. No. We're being so careful. Please don't do us. <laughs> so, first off, everyone has claimed that Tamla had been totally collected and it was not apparent that she was, like, nearly as drunk as she was. And by all means, she was, like, totally lucid and happy. Like, she wasn't vomiting, stumbling, passing out, etc. And in other words, she was not intoxicated enough to drunkenly stumble off a balcony when she was talking to another partygoer and eating ten minutes before, yeah. right? And her injuries seemed to be, like, much too intense for... A not even 20 foot tall fall and many point to her final resting position and the lacerations to her arms and legs as evidence of this like were they potentially defensive wounds like it's, it's possible yeah and the way that jose and john handled the situation was weird in general their reactions were kind of not really empathetic or like emotional or genuine it was just weird and also the footage mentioned in the call never been recovered ever yeah And I think that's mainly an issue with the police. Here's the thing, too, actually. I saw a screenshot of, like, the notification, 
Did you see, like, the notifications for when the doors and stuff Yeah, yeah. That is the alarm app I have at my house. Mm -hmm. We have a camera. Yeah. I, you can open that up with an app. Exactly. I so, can see what's what going outside on my there. door right now if I wanted to. And actually, this is even weirder. Jose actually lost his job later that year in December of 2018 for looking into Tamla, Tamla's case while at his job. Like, he like on the computer, the like on the system, looking at the files. Um, that's, yeah. that's just weird. A little bit sus. Like, I don't just know if a that's, bit. I don't know if that's weird in the case he was accessing files he shouldn't have to change something, or if he was looking into it because he agrees that it was mishandled and, like, the other police caught him doing something. Yeah, he and we're trying like, to cover yeah. it up. Like, it's, it's sketchy either way. It's weird either way. It's either a cover-up on the police's part or a cover-up on his part. Just so, weird. weird. And also, like, the scene in general is not preserved correctly. Evidence was lost. Witnesses were questioned unprofessionally and way later than they should have been. And let's just, like, how could Tamla have fallen over a four-foot railing without any partygoers hearing or even noticing when they had settled to sleep only 30 minutes prior right yeah. beside the window? I think it's weird that no one would have heard her. You would have heard someone falling from that height, too. Yeah, you, there would be, like, a scream, maybe? Yeah, or, like... A I, big thud, I, yeah, at least. I don't know. There seems like something, like, someone would have heard, right? There, I mean, someone would have had to, so. I mean, I guess anything's possible, but come on. Or, like, no one noticed that she didn't come back in? Like, how did nobody wake up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom? Exactly. It's just weird that no one would have picked up on it. And maybe, you know, in their defense, maybe someone did wake up and noticed, or... And just, like, went back to sleep and forgot about it or something. It mm -hmm. happens. It does happen. This whole case just was not handled in the way it should have been. And now the Forsyth County Police Department has ruled it as accidental. The GBI ruled it as accidental. Mm -hmm. It's still just not sitting right with us. It's not sitting right with a lot of people. A lot of true crimers. Like, this case is big, and they're fighting for it to be, like, reopened and investigated more thoroughly. So, Yeah. And so that's why we're going to ask you real quick just to take one minute to fill out the petition linked on our website and in our show notes. And this is a petition urging the FBI to reopen the Tamla Horsford case for a proper investigation done by the FBI. Please sign this investigation, or please sign this petition to help find the truth and get justice for Tamla and her family. And guys, make sure to tune in for another new episode of TGIC Podcast Ooh. on the 20th.